This is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Dime, where we break down all things in the CBD and cannabis industry. Before we start, I want to shout out all of our UK listeners. We appreciate the love. Keep spreading the good word out there. Today's topic is professional football players and cannabinoids. We have a very special guest, Hudats Nation's own Delvin Bro, cornerback for the Hamilton Tire Cats of the Canadian Football League, and of course, New Orleans Saints. Delvin, you have an incredible story, and I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story with our listeners. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so uh, it's crazy. Um, I was back in high school. Um, it was in 2006, October 27, 2006, you know, two days after my uh, 17th birthday. You know, uh, it was crazy. Everything was, was, was normal for me. Um, you know, I woke up, everything was normal the next day. Um, you know, not, no signs of anything, right? I slept well, you know, and, you know, my dad, my dad received a call from the LSU scouts on our way to, uh, to school. And uh, he let me know that uh, the scouts was going to be at the game that day. And, you know, I was exciting, you know, 17 year old kid, you know, I got the LSU coach is going to be at my game. So it was exciting. Um, so, you know, we get to the game. It's, we're going, it's going well. Uh, we were up, uh, I want to say 13, nothing, um, you know, it's coming out of uh, halftime and we was going on kickoff. And um, like I say, everything was going smooth. You know, it, it, I, it's crazy because the week before I wasn't on special teams. Like I, I wasn't on special teams, and the week prior to that I was on special teams due to a returner being fast. So my coach was like, "Hey, we need you out here this week." I'm like, "Coach, I wasn't on there all week in practice, so why I got to get out?" He's like, "No, we just need you get out here." Like we got, and I was like, "You know what? F it. I got the LSU scouts." in the stadium. I say, I want to show them, you know, that I can, you know, do more than just be a cornerback. I can play special teams too. So I'm, I'm on the L1. I'm on, on kickoff left-hand side of the field, man. I shot out there. Like I was Usain Bolt, man. Like I was running so fast. Like, I, like if you see the film, like you see me like five or 10 yards ahead of everybody. So I'm running down there between the 17 and 23 yard line is where I've made my collision. Uh, the guy Peyton Jason, uh, he, as he was running, he lifted his knee and I dove in. Like I saw, I saw his knee and when I dove in, like I closed my eyes and like my neck jacked backwards. Like it, it was just like an immediate impact. It jacked backwards. Next thing you know, everything was dark. Everything went dark. I, man, I just dark. I hear my teammates like, hey, D-Bro, D-Bro, come on, get up. D-Bro, we need you, get up. And I'm like, I I'm trying, but, but, I, but I can't. Like I, I can't move and it's like I'm, I don't know if they're hearing me, but it, I'm, I'm talking like subconsciously, like I'm trying to move. I'm like, come on, like trying to get up and they can't hear me. So their words are like just drowning out. Like it's just droning out. And next thing you know, within a few seconds, a bright white light just appeared. Like it, it was crazy. Like it was crazy. It's something I've never really, you know, I, I can't really explain. Um, the, the closest I've explained was um, Bruce Almighty. Uh, um, whenever Morgan Freeman, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, not Jim Carrey, yeah, Jim Carrey, there was in a white room and, you know, he made the room go all white. Like that's just how it was. It was just all white. Like it was crazy. And then within a few seconds, my coach came with the smelling salt. He, he was like, you all right? I'm, I'm like, yes, sir. He was like, all right, well, let's go get up. I'm like, all right, you know, next thing you know, I got up and took my old helmet off and walked off the field. Nuts. Nuts. 
and wild. obviously the the continuation of that and what transpired to lead you you know to the to the saints and things like that is is just an insane path so i guess my question for you is cannabinoids when did that become an interest of yours was it earlier on that you fell in love with it you know talk us through you know your you know first time with the plant uh you know what i want to say it was maybe, well, now I can say two years ago. <laughs> two right, years right, ago. right, right, right. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, two years ago. Um, you know, it was after a football game, and, you know, my body was hurting, aching, and, you know, I, I don't like marijuana. Well, I do now. But I didn't like marijuana at the time. And, you know, my teammates were, you know, that's how you smell. You walk past the locker room, you smell. That's how guys, you know, you smell. I'm like, man, how is it? Like, what, like what's the reason? Like, why y'all smoke? Like, everybody does it. So they was like, man, uh, you never tried it before? Like, no. They was like, all right, well, look, after the game, we're going to try uh, some indica. I was like, okay, cool. So teammate came over after the game. I maybe hit it like two times, you know, smoked the joint, hit the joint like two times, coughed out, went to sleep for about nine or ten hours. I woke up the next morning. Like, I was ready to play another game. I was like, I was like, man, I've never slept like this ever, like ever, like it was crazy. It's like since a baby, right? You know, I, I slept like a baby, man. It was crazy. And my team was like, yeah, that's indica, man. That's, that's, that's what the way the uh, endocannabinoid system you have, that's what they do, man. You get in your system and it, it works, man. It puts you down and it relaxes you. They also have sativa. And I was like, oh, sativa, what's that? And they're like, oh, that's the one that keep you up. You know, I say, so if I'm, you know, want to smoke before a game, you know, <laughs> can I do that? And it was like, I mean, you can, but I I wouldn't advise it, right? Like you be out there <laughs> crazy. So uh, like it's cool. I, you catch that pass. I'm totally good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good right here, boys. <laughs> Look, and and ever since then, I was just like, you know what? I, I want to be a big. I'm a big fan of it. I want I want to try more, and you know, that's that's when I really got involved, started doing research, and I'm like, man, this 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 should be on a shelf like this should be you know being handed out to people because it's actually helping people it's, it's it helps and then when i saw what it actually when you what, what, when you smoke what it actually helps and i'm like wait a minute so we got people in prison and in jail for stuff that's actually helpful like wait whoa whoa so not that would make me start doing more research and my research and i like man i, I love it I, like i want to help more people now um, and, and like I said, my grandma, my grandma has, um, you know, I put her on some, uh, cream and stuff like that. She loves it. She, she's like a new woman. Yeah. That's a really interesting point. And, uh, I wonder as the sport kind of learns more about the cannabinoid and the NL cannabinoid system and the understanding of how it works with each person, Kellen, do you think that they'll teams will kind of contract out specific strains to help individuals so that, Someone like Delvin needs more of like a lighter strain with some terpenes in order to recover more. How, how do you see that kind of unfolding? Because I mean, the money and the, the research behind this from a scientific standpoint could really help athletes, you know, always looking to kind of take that extra inch and go to the next level might really be a difference maker. Yeah. I mean, I wish that it would be, they could, we're going to like recommend certain strains with terpenes that have that uh, entourage effect, but um, I bet you, and this is just what my gut says, is that if their medical staff is going to start prescribing cannabinoids through a medication, that it's going to have to come through your big pharma channels, right? And so thankfully, cannabis is also becoming recreational. 
So it's unfortunately right now, I think that there's going to be this divide for probably five, 10 years of like the traditional medical staff wanting to prescribe like a prescription pill, like they've been doing for opioids forever versus like the holistic approach of a certain strain that actually does treat that specific person, right? Because it's a case by case study for each individual, in my opinion. And so I just don't see them being like, yeah, you're going to need to go smoke two, maybe three and a half grams of sour diesel every night, uh, preferably as blunt, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it would be sweet, right? But like, I just don't know if that if we're, it's going to be that quick to get there, right? I could eventually see it get there in like maybe 10 years, but it's going to be, a, there's still, I mean, we're in the middle of changing the whole cultural stigma around it. What do you think, Delvin? Do you think 10 years for that? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I agree, man. Um, I, I hope sooner, um, man. Look, but we, we, we need, my thing is we need more advocates, right? Um, and, and guys to actually push it and, and, and bring it around, you know, to those uh, trainers uh, at the facilities, man. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm doing something big uh, coming up this spring uh, when I go back to Canada. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to push uh, or at least start the uh, approach uh, with uh, my trainers. I've been in talks with them and, uh, you know, they like the idea of, of using the, um, uh, the creams and stuff like that. Just because, you, you know, they want to try it, right? I mean, and it's legal. So, um, I, I, like I said, I will hope sooner rather than later. Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone with computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. They're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Yeah, I, I'm going to differ with you, Kellen. I'm going to take Delvin's side way sooner, way sooner. LeBron James spends God knows how much on his body. Russell Wilson, these guys sleep in these cryotherapy machines. Like they're looking for every reason or every possible way of helping themselves. They they treat their bodies like like well-run organizations, and they understand every component. I mean, look at TB12. Right, he's built an entire facility dedicated to making sure that he is as optimal performance. And I think the cannabinoid system is another vehicle for athletes to kind of push themselves to separate themselves amongst the peer, the, the talent level is so close and you have to do everything in your power. And these big guys, man, the, what they spend is, is just mind blowing. And I, I'm going to go more aggressive. I'm going to say within the next year, you start seeing people really dedicate some, some funds, if not already happening, right? Why would LeBron James not put a couple really smart scientists to finding a strain to kind of help him recover? He's getting a little older. He's got a lot of miles on the, on the car and he needs to recover. And he, he likes that little, you know, he enjoys a glass of red wine. What's a little L with it? Hey, absolutely. Hey, you, you, you know, uh, him and uh, his wife was at the baseball game. They got caught at the baseball game. So, uh, Hey, I, I hope something. I hope something come, man. <laughs> I mean, he's in LA, dude, right? So like, it's a What's totally true? different world out in Cali. Like, hey, yeah. it was like that. <laughs> he's in New York. They'd look at him like, are they kidding right now? Right. 
That's crazy. But you know what? To, to speaking up on that, Brian, about the, uh, you, you know, us players uh, buying so much and putting so much into our bodies, man, you, you're right, man. We, we have to buy so much and, and, you know, like just to, to care for one treatment, you know, we have game ready machines, we have normal tech machines, you know, we have these uh, power guns, you know, to, to actually help stimulate, we have stimulating machines. Like we have so much of that, but none of it is getting in our body or in our, you know, cannabinoid system uh, to where we can actually let those work and, and, and like you said, separate the talent level, man. I think, man, who that's bad. Oh, I, I might play another two more years, three more yeah. years, man. Come you on, man. You feel like you're 24 again. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, here, like here, I think at the end of the day, from a financial standpoint, when you're a player, if you're big name players, are on the side because they're hurt. And if they took a certain concoction of cannabinoids and it cut off two weeks back of their recovery time, I mean, what team wouldn't sign up to have their guys back? Or for example, like a guy who's doubtful, right? He just couldn't push it today. You know, one, you know, instead of taking something else, he, he goes and, and consumes some little CBD, CBG and concoction and he's playing. I mean, that it's a, it's a game changer if they're able to kind of figure out that little combination. Yeah, man, I, that's, man, that's, that's crazy, yeah. So my question, my next question is, what, what percentage of athletes are you thinking, like, can you speak on, is it 50%, 75%, what type of, like, what percentage of athletes do you think are consuming cannabinoids, uh, CBD, THC? Uh, man, probably half the league. <laughs> Between the NFL and CFL, I want to say at least – 80 to 90 percent of guys smoke and and i'm gonna give that 20 to 10 to 20 percent to guys who you know married have kids you know or, or just not into it but i'm telling you man when the nfl and what well, the cfl was already good but when the nfl you know doctored saying that uh guys won't get uh you know big fines or get suspended for it um uh, having tac in their system or cb you know, cbd in their system or whatever Man, those guys went racked up, man. You hear what I'm telling you, man? <laughs> Josh, I, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if guys smoking in the locker room, man, or having some <laughs> type of some type of you know uh, 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 topical appeal or something, some something, listerine, something, man. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I would. I mean, eighty percent is probably probably spot on, and I definitely would defer to you on that especially for, for Kellen's hometown Broncos. I mean, Denver, Denver especially with their recent regulations. Whew, I can't imagine what it must be like on that team. <laughs> Clearly it's not a uh, organized organization right now. No, it's a crazy. Thing. They're rough. <laughs> it's rough. It's been, we just got to find a quarterback, man. It's been a rough, <laughs> rough since the sheriff left, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, I thought uh, Paxton Lynch, man, I thought he was going to be a guy that comes in and, you know, and, and fill in. But If he could have been a little more humble and, like, the Texans just offered him the world, right? And, like, they're like, oh, he trained under Peyton for three years. Like, he's going to be the next all-star. And it just wasn't the case, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little rough, man. Please. Who they got over there right now? Uh, Lynch, who, who's the quarterback? Drew Lock, Drew Lock. Yeah, Lock. yeah. yeah. Lock. he's got attitude, eh? <laughs> and they got weapons out there too, right? With yeah. Jerry Judy's the real Jerry deal. Jerry Judy's just hey. shredding people. 
Yeah, he's hey, he's gonna be nice, man. I, I, I give. I would say next year he's definitely making Pro Bowl, most definitely. I don't, I don't know why he doesn't get more looks, man. That guy's open like every play. What a play! We need someone to throw it to. Him. <laughs> this is this is a hard conversation for me right now, guys. <laughs> As you guys both know, my my Jets extremely disappointed me last week, and I'm severely recovering. And I just want to shout out to my buddy Drew, who I know is really really down in the dumps because it doesn't look like Trevor Lawrence will be joining our team this year. And man, that sucks. It's tough, man. So you got anything a positive to say? Is like their optimism you got from me, Delvin? Is there anything you know? Anything for us Jet fans to look forward to? Because right now we're the laughing um, stock, and I prefer to get past that. Yeah, man, you have a lot to look forward to, man. It's, it's, it's everything is up from here, right? I mean, you, you know, they won last <laughs> week, didn't they? Yeah, but like, yeah, we should have won. That's a, that's a, huh? We should have won. We should have won, right? That's a good Frank, Frank uh, Gore, man, age yeah. Frank Gore, carrying the team, terrible. It's crazy, but no, man. Um, they just have to have hope, you know. Um, a, a team right now, you know, I, I've been on three, three losing um uh, consecutive teams in a row. Um, you just have to have faith. Guys have to have hope. They have to believe and, and know that we have to get better next year. What what we did the year before. Um, that we need to do this year differently to, to where we, we, we are Super Bowl. Well, I ain't going to say Super Bowl, where we playoff contenders, division contenders, right? Because we're starting from the bottom. Um, yeah. But the guys have to buy in. Guys have to come in. You know, they have to build that chemistry. Um, it sucks that uh, Jamal Adams left, you know, because he was a, uh, definitely a great captain of that secondary um, and of that defense. So, um, yeah, those guys just have to keep the faith, keep hope, and, and go from there. What do you think about your, your Saints Drew Who that? Thirteen broken ribs. Is that real? Man, come on, man. What's bro? He needs some CBD, CBG, all that. <laughs> he needs everything. PBT, everything, man. Come on. Man, that is so many broken ribs. That hit was so good. <laughs> I guess my question to you, while we're on the fo- while we're here, is like, why does Taysom Hill hate throwing it to Alvin Kamara? <laughs> you gonna put me on the spot like that, man? I mean, no, on, I just man. got to. Because, like, every, every wow, game I man. watch, and I'm like, throw it to Kamara, man. He's open every oh. time. Man, you know what? I don't know what's going on in the locker room, man. Um, I, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, both of them are great athletes. Both of them are great performers. Uh, well, I can't say perform, great entertainers. So, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know, as, man. As a fan, my theory is every time Kamara touches the ball, good things happen. So, it's probably a good idea to get him involved early and often. <laughs> Selfishly, my fantasy team would like that. Oh, come on, man. Oh, man. Come on, man. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Oh, right. wow. We got a prediction. It's prediction time. By the end of 2021, who is the biggest professional football player to be associated with a cannabis company? Delvin, do you want to go first or do you want Kellen to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I want to say Josh Gordon, but he's going too much. He's, 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 I, I, I don't know, but I want to say Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, uh, Dallas Cowboys running back. I like Zeke. Uh, he's, he, he smokes a lot. He smokes heavy. Uh, I, I think, and he's, you know, he, he's been talking about it. So I, I think, uh, I, I want to say Ezekiel Elliott. That's a, that's a good choice. Kellen? I was going to go with uh, a Bronco. I was going to go with maybe like Von Miller. I know he's coming into retirement. He's been in Denver. I know his, he's got his body's kind of falling apart. Maybe that is his retirement move instead of, because I mean, selfishly, I'd love to see him retire as a Bronco, 
and maybe he he's able to retire as a Bronco and then that's his kind of his retirement gig. Um, I know there's a couple other big Broncos players that have are actively in the, the cannabis space in Colorado. So, um, but Von, Von Miller is well known. So that's my guess. We'll see if it, if it, if it happens. What about you, Brian? I'm going to, I'm going to go a little unconventional. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. He just had an insane exit with Cholula and Patrick Mahomes, who probably has all the money in the entire world right now. Um, is probably got a ton of things thrown his way. And I think from a public stigma standpoint, having the face like Patrick associated with an industry would be huge. The NFL probably doesn't want that. But I would assume that operating in Mahomes' kind of sphere, Travis Kelsey, who's probably got some money himself, I think he's the perfect person. He's got the personality for it. You've seen it with DJ Khaled. You've seen it with Sean Kemp of the the, the former Seattle Seahawks. Oh my God, Seattle Sonics, right? That's what they were. There's a ton of athletes that are moving into it. And I think that Travis Kelsey is, is the one that goes from a cannabis side. I think a CBD company you can expect. I wonder if they can link Tom Brady. I wonder if that'll end up happening. I wonder if Tom Brady goes that route because that's an easy one to plug. You know, with Gronk, Gronk's already there, right? Gronk's already there, but yeah, I think sure. Gronk's yeah. stigma is like a little different, right? He's, he's a personality <laughs> where I think this one will be a little more kind of like recovery-based, but those are those are the two that I'm kind of leaning. Cool. We'll add the final question. Delvin, last time you got high. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. Wow. Um. Oh, uh, five minutes ago, man. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Our current record. Our current record. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cool. Absolutely. I know you just released your autobiography. Uh, I'd love to, you know, give a little shout out. Can you tell people where they can expect to find it? Is it all over? If they want to get in touch with you, you know, let the people know where they can get in touch. Uh, yeah. Uh, my book, uh, Unbroken, uh, just dropped on Amazon. Um, you can go Amazon UK, Amazon Canada. What is it? Uh, Amazon, you know, US. Uh, US uh, they got can uh, Amazon French e everywhere. Um, you just got to go on Amazon and it's unbroken. U-N-B-R-E-A-U-X-K-E-N. All one word when you type it in. Uh, you also can follow me on Instagram at brocho 40 Twitter, brocho 24 And you can also check out my uh, apparel page at brocho underscore apparel underscore. Nice. Yeah. We'll definitely put all those links in the bio and we'll send it out when we go around and appreciate you taking the time and looking forward to seeing, you know, what the future holds for you and partnering on a lot of these, these opportunities in the cannabinoid space as our journeys continue. Yes, sir. I love it. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.